Hi, listeners. Welcome to Gay, Asian, and Speaking, the podcast where I, a gay Asian, speaks to you in hopes of saying something that speaks to you. Isn't that clever? I literally thought of that like a few hours ago and was like, I need to incorporate this into the podcast somehow. And I don't know if that's going to be the official tagline of the podcast, but I thought it was clever and I thought it deserved to be heard. So I hoped you guys enjoyed me saying it as much as I did. And this is the first episode of the podcast. I am so excited to finally be able to do this. This is something that I've been wanting to do for a while now. I made it one of my New Year's resolutions for this year, and it only took me 10 months. That's not bad. I think that's pretty good. Better late than never, they say, whoever they are. I'll get Filipino because Filipinos are always late. But... I digress. Let's get into the topic. Well, at least let's talk about the topic of today's episode. And we will be discussing situationships because I feel like that is something that is so prevalent in our society today. And I'm sure a bunch of millennials and the Gen Zers listening can relate and have probably found themselves in a situationship before whether they found themselves in one or if they're the reason why the other person has been in one. And this episode is not to shame anybody for being the cause of a situationship, but it is to bring an awareness to what exactly a situationship is, the signs of what they are, and how to get out of one if you do find yourself in one. So let's define it really quick. A situationship is a romantic or sexual relationship that is not considered to be formal or established, meaning that it is not defined, so you're not calling each other boyfriend-girlfriend or they-friend or whatever friend, and you're also not exclusive, meaning that the other person can see other people. Another thing with situationships is that they There is no obligation for them to have to do boyfriend or girlfriend type responsibilities because you're not in an established relationship. I know that this is a very juicy topic and I am excited to jump into it. But first, I would like to start off with a couple of shout outs. I would like to thank my graphic designer, Christine Almendros at Femflora Design on Instagram. Please give her a follow if you guys are not already. She made the design process so easy and I am so grateful for the finished product. I think seeing my podcast cover art in person motivated me to actually start recording episodes. And she did finish this in April. So, (laughs) and I'm filming this in October. So, you know, like I said, it might be a few months late, but better late than never. Thank you so much, Christine, for the amazing artwork. And another shout out to Carlester Cabral and Amada Avales for giving me this beautiful microphone that I am speaking into right now. This is way better than the $15 microphone that I bought on Amazon. And if you guys are enjoying the sound quality as much as I am, they those are the two to thank. So thank you guys so much. So now that the shout outs are out of the way, I wanted to talk about one of the segments that I would like to incorporate into each of my podcast episodes. And it's called What's the Tea? And I mean that literally, not in the gossip sense. Each episode, I will be drinking a cup of tea, and I will recommend to each of my listeners that they also grab themselves a cup of tea. So if you do not have one yet, feel free to pause this episode, make yourself a cup, 
and make sure to come back because I need the viewers. Please come back. But if you are ready to continue on with the show, let's get to it with our first segment. What's the tea? Today, I am drinking a ginger turmeric tea, which is exactly what I needed at this hour because it is non-caffeinated. And that's perfect because I'm filming this episode at 11.19 p.m. on a Thursday. And the last thing that I want to do is be wired before work. This tea is also surprisingly flavorful. I was kind of nervous because ginger gives off like a sort of like bitter and a strong stingy taste. But I think the turmeric balances out and it's kind of sweet, actually. On top of a nice flavor and no caffeine, this tea is also very high in antioxidants, which is amazing because antioxidants are known to fight free radicals, which also helps eliminate cancer cells. And it slows down the aging process, which is exactly what we need because I'm trying to look how I look now when I'm 50, ideally with no plastic surgery. And another great benefit is that it is great for joint pain. So if you are like me and and have joint pain, then this tea is probably what's going to help you alleviate that. And I'm grateful to say that I don't have a lot of joint pain, but you know, when we go on a night around the town and we go a little too hard at the club, Drinking a cup of this ginger turmeric tea is probably exactly what the doctor ordered. Now let's jump into the actual topic of today's episode, situationships. I need to clarify something. I think when I posted that question on my Instagram story, it had a lot of people thinking that I was currently in a situationship because I got a lot of people going into my DMs asking me if I was okay. And I promise I am okay. And I am fortunate enough to say that I am not in a situationship currently, but I've definitely been in one. The last situationship that I've been in was probably around like three years ago, which is kind of surprising because it seemed like it was like maybe a year ago. This is how you know, like, time was messed up during the pandemic because the last two years are literally a blur. But yeah, my last situationship was three years ago. And to say that I am not jaded would be a lie because I was pretty jaded because I was spending quite a bit of time with this person and I was starting to introduce this person to a lot of my friends. And unfortunately, it didn't work out. And I, being as naive as I was three years ago, did not pay attention to the signs and was not giving myself the higher standards that I deserved in the relationship. But I think because of the fact that I was in a situationship and was super jaded, I find myself now kind of asking for direction or what the direction is in potential relationships that I might be in. And I don't know if that's good or bad. It's probably bad because I think it's probably scares away the people (laughs) because I'm, I just don't want to waste my time on somebody who is not checking for me. That's why I think it's important for me to bring up just the idea of where our relationship is going. And it's not even that I'm asking them to be my boyfriend or to define it and to be exclusive. I'm just asking them if they see this going anywhere. And if they can't give me a response that I like, 
then I demote them from a potential romantic partner to a sexual partner. So at least that way I get some benefit from seeing this person and they get the benefit of still getting to sleep with me. How, how awesome. And I think the reason why I'm able to demote my romantic partners into sexual partners is because I'm good at separating the emotions from the relationship. Like as soon as you tell me something that I don't like to hear in terms of our future, then I'm probably cutting off the emotions and making it clear that yes, we can still interact. Yes, we can still sleep together, but there's not going to be any emotional ties there. However, if that person sucks at sex, then I'm probably not going to be keeping them around. I'm going to be tossing them like last week's leftovers. And be warned, I think just because that works for me, that might not necessarily work for you. Because I think it's easier said than done to say that you are able to keep the emotions at bay. So if you are the type of person who cannot maintain a sexual relationship because you have a fear of the emotions coming back, then it would probably be in your best interest to just not sleep with that person anymore and to maybe just see them as like a casual friend or somebody that you see like on occasion, like at a social gathering. But I'm not the one to make that decision for you. You're going to have to think about whether or not you think you're strong enough to keep those emotions aside. Now let's get into the poll that caused quite a controversy on my Instagram. And what I liked about the question was that it was kind of up to people's interpretation. And I know a lot of people were interpreting it differently because a lot of people DM'd me telling me what their thought process was for answering the question. And it was kind of endearing because a lot of people confided in me enough to actually tell me some of the stories that they've had being in a situationship. Another comment that I received quite a bit was how this question made people think about their relationships and what they wanted out of it, as well as the level of effort that they are willing to put in. So now the question that I asked was, would you rather be in A, an exciting but undefined relationship, in parentheses, situationship, or B, a comfortable but stagnant defined relationship? I'll give you a second to think. So 38% of the respondents chose option A, that they'd rather be in a situationship. And 62% said option B, a comfortable but stagnant defined relationship. I also chose option B. And the reason why I chose option B was because I interpreted the question as which of these two options would have a higher chance of resulting in something positive. And I thought being in a comfortable but stagnant defined relationship would be the easier one to resolve or to come to a positive solution because I think the fact that the word comfortable was thrown into that statement meant that there wasn't like an animosity or an anger towards my partner, meaning that we are in a good spot and that we don't hate each other. And maybe we're just going through a rut. Maybe it's just boring. And I think the fact that we are in a defined relationship meant that we made an agreement. It was a two-person agreement. In my case, it'd be two people, like me and another. If you're a person who's like polyamorous, then it would be you and 10 others. But 
the fact that we made an agreement to be in a defined relationship would mean to me that we are comfortable enough to talk about our relationship and figure out solutions together. And the fact that we agreed to both be in this relationship, I would think that we would also be willing to put in the work to correct it. The issue that I saw with option A is that situationships slash undefined relationships are very one-sided. Like there's really no commitment that the person that you're seeing has to follow. And they can leave and pack up at any time. People in situationships are kind of like prairie mice. Like you make a sound and they are scurrying away. Like you say something that sounds a little too serious for them and they are sprinting away like at a speed that you've never seen. Like the flash who? You tell some guy that you want to be in a relationship and he's he's probably in the next city over already. Okay, now that we know the definition of a situationship and we know about some of the thinking that goes with being in a situationship, let's talk about the signs that you might be in one and what to look out for if you think that you might be in one. So number one, and this is probably the most obvious, is that there is no consistency with that person when you need them to be there meaning that they are most likely operating at a schedule that is convenient for them. And you cannot rely on them to be there for you when you need them. An example of that could be, let's say you're having a really bad day at work and you would like to be able to hang out with a person that's bringing you the most happiness currently, but that person does not want to see you. And they're not giving you a reason for why they are unavailable. Like they might even not text you back or leave you on red. And there is really no obligation for them to have to be there for you because you're not in a relationship and there are no roles that they have to follow. And that can be very upsetting. It can be very disheartening because when I'm like when I'm having a bad day and the person that I want to see the most is not there for me, it makes me feel even more defeated. Or It doesn't even have to be like you're feeling sad or lonely. It could also be when you're feeling like super frisky and horny and you need somebody to help you out with that. And if they're not there, then you're just going to be more sexually frustrated. And when I'm sexually frustrated, I feel like Zendaya on that episode of Euphoria when she was going around town, like causing all types of ruckus. I mean, I'm probably not going to go into somebody's house and steal their money, but what she was doing, I felt Sign number two is that there is no growth in the relationship and that you seem to be following trends. So ask yourself, how frequently are you seeing this person? And are you seeing them on like the same day of the week? If you're only seeing this person on the Thursday night, you might just be part of their Thursday lineup. And that's all you're probably going to ever be to them. And a good way of testing this out is to ask them to do additional activities outside of that date. So maybe asking them to go to movies on a Tuesday or check out a museum on Saturday. If they are apprehensive or they do not, or if they shut it down without offering other dates, that's a pretty obvious sign that they only want you on Thursdays. They want you for their pasta and Netflix night or whatever you guys are doing on Thursdays. And you have to ask yourself, are are you okay with that? Are you getting enough benefits from only seeing them one day a week? 
If it's not, then you should probably be looking elsewhere. Side number three is that they only talk in small talk. And that's because they are afraid to give more information because the more information and the more details they give, the higher the chance of you forming a connection. And somebody who does not want to be in a relationship does not want to form any type of connections. It could be to protect their heart, but could it, also, it could also be to prevent you from liking them even more. Number four, you don't talk about the future or the idea of future activities is shut down. And I'm not talking about marriage or having kids. I'm talking about like planning a vacation down the road. Let's say summer break is coming up in three months and you want to go on a trip sometime during the summer. If they don't even want to be involved or they don't see themselves going on this trip with you, there's a good chance that they probably don't want to be with you past that time. Like if I bet if they had to buy a plane ticket for a trip that was going to be in four months, they would feel stuck with you for four months. And people who are not trying to be in a relationship don't want to have any commitments holding them down or keeping you with them. I know that was just one example of like talking about things in the future, but that is that would suck to me. That's a red flag right there because I love going on trips. And if this person does not want to go on trips with me, then they are cut because I want to be going on trips several times a year, minimum. And I want to go on trips with their family. I want them to go on trips with me and my friends. You know, I love going and traveling with people. And if they can't even commit to that, then that's definitely not somebody that I'm trying to be with. So now let's say you've done some reflection and you ran through the signs in your head and you think that you might be in a situationship. And now you're asking yourself, well, how do I get, how do I take it to the next level? Or how do I get out of one? And I can only tell you what I've done. And I thought I found this pretty effective three years ago and every instance since then where I potentially almost have been in a situationship. And let me just say, I am super petty. And the last thing I want to do is give a person who cares less in the relationship the ability to dictate the direction that our relationship is going in. So I took it into my own hands with these steps. Number one, define what you are looking for in a relationship. So creating a list, like a physical list of things that you want, like what are the bare minimums of a relationship? It could be things like, going on more dates frequently, or eventually meeting their family, hanging out with their friends, going on dates on specific holidays, things like that. And that wasn't everything that was on my list. That was just an example, or those were just examples. Next is you need to schedule a time that is convenient for them and discuss the items on your list and let them know that these are what I'm looking for in the relationship. And then ask them if this is something that they think they can provide to you. And you need to decide based on their reaction and how they answer your list if that is something worth pursuing or if that is something that you think you should be getting out of. And I've had it both ways where, you know, one person that I asked was pretty upfront and he was like, I do want to be in a relationship with you, but I am not at a position where I can 
currently give you all the things that you want. And it was for like a variety of reasons. It was like financial, like he was not financially stable or another person said that he was not in like the right headspace and he was having to deal with like a lot of internal conflicts. And I respect that. And I was giving them additional opportunities because they said that they did eventually want to give me the things that were on my list. I basically would do like mental status checks and say, and think to myself, are they actually working towards fixing the issues that they mentioned prior? And if after a certain amount of time, they're not working towards solving those issues, then I decided to end things because I couldn't wait on them. And I've also had it on the other end where people would get really upset that I would have a list and they would say that my demands were too much and they would either storm out or be like, or they would try to end things then and there. And I, being who I am, knew right then and there that if they are getting mad at this list of like bare minimum items, they weren't even like a lot. I wasn't asking them to buy me a car or move in together. I just wanted to meet their friends. And if they couldn't give that to me, then that is a clear sign that that person is not looking for a relationship with you. And if you find yourself in a similar situation, I hope that you are making the wise decision to get out of that. As painful as that is, I think it will save you a lot more heartache down the road. Well, y'all, we did it. We made it to the end of the first episode. Congratulations. I think if you were able to make it through that episode with ease, then you can definitely do it with the other 100 episodes I plan on releasing. I don't even know how I'm going to get to that much. Um, I do want to be very consistent with this podcast. So I will say that I will be releasing a minimum of 10 episodes, and that will be season one. And then based off of the feedback that I received from my viewers, my listeners, then I will adjust accordingly and improve it for season two, if we even do get a season two. And the end goal of this podcast is to get an HBO Max television show. So let's hope that we all get there one day. And I also want to clarify that being in a situationship is not necessarily a bad thing. It doesn't always have to be bad. Like, let's say, for example, your life is in transit right now and you're constantly on the move or you know that you are not going to be in the same place for a long amount for a long period of time. then this is probably the perfect time to be in a situation ship. I would just caution this by making sure that the person that you are seeing is aware that this is not going to lead into anything serious, that we are both mutually agreeing on having this nice short term relationship because we both get some benefit out of it and we need to be wary that there is an end in sight and that there cannot be emotions tying us to each other once we agree to end things and i know a lot of people who entered the poll actually said that they were going through something similar right now and that they preferred having a non-committal relationship and there's no problems with that whatsoever i think it's more power to you if you're able to do that and separate the emotions and effectively communicate that to the person that you're seeing. And now let's talk about if we're on the opposite side of the spectrum and we're in a situationship that we know that we do not want to be in, but we are afraid of getting out of it because then we'd be alone. 
I would like you to realize that you are lowering your standards when you should not be. And as comforting as it is to be with somebody, even if for the short short term, even if it's not going to lead into anything serious, the more time that you spend with that person, the less time or the less likely you are to open up your eyes to the correct one. And we all deserve to find somebody who absolutely adores us and who is absolutely crazy for us. And you choosing to stay in that situationship is preventing you from finding that person. And I know that it's probably very tough to hear. But if you do see yourself in that type of scenario, please do yourself a favor and get out of it. And definitely make yourself that list of what the bare minimums of the relationship should be. I think that's a great way to end the episode. So let's end it with that. Thank you guys for making it this far into the podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. And I hope that you're able to take away something from it. If you want to share your stories, please feel free to contact me via my social medias at that's so Mickey, T-H-A-T-S-S-O-M-I-C-K-E-Y. I'm on Instagram and Twitter. And if you follow me, I will follow you back. I don't know how long we'll be doing that for. But if you follow me after this first episode, I will definitely give you a follow back. Thank you guys so much again. And I hope you have a fabulous rest of your day. And remember, keep it classy, never trashy.